Hey there, it is producer Brock. I am sitting on my back porch at my home in Salem, Oregon, and uh, I am thinking of the good times we had last night. Well, don't tell them I'm telling you this, but we did actually record episode 500 of the Sprocket Podcast last night. But when you listen to it, just be cool. Uh, Everybody was pretending that it was January 2020, and uh, I mean, What's a little imagination, right? Imagination is good for your head. Anyways, I just wanted to let you guys know we uh, taped that last night, and I'm going to give you a best of today so that you've got uh, something to listen to this week. We do appreciate you folks showing up and listening every week. And so, thinking about 500 episodes, we're rapidly coming up to. It's been... uh, it's been quite a ride from one to another. Um, I'm going to give you this week something that's off of the podcast feed now. Uh, it's still up on our website. You can go and see the uh, pictures that we took during the taping of this. But this is the 100th episode. And uh, back at the beginning of the show, way back in uh, 2010, and this I think this is 2011. No, it's 2012 when we uh, wrapped up our, our 100th episode. This is me and uh, original show co-host Brandon Rhodes, and we celebrated 100 episodes of the Sprocket Podcast by traversing the city of Portland for hours using every mode of transport we could. It was a multimodal transit adventure, so we took uh, every form of TriMet that we could take, I think, the uh, the bus, the MAX, uh, which is our light rail system, the Portland streetcar, we rode the Portland aerial tram, and uh, that's back when... The city was just starting to be served by car to go, and I had never driven one before, so we started out the whole day doing that. Uh, but this is a big, uh, kind of a big retrospective of the first 100 episodes of the Sprocket Podcast. So, um, in other news, it's kind of exciting. Uh, we are transitioning our studio space once again. The Sprocket Podcast moves from place to place as we have availability, and so it's been uh, wonderful having a home with StreamPDX. StreamPDX is closing its operations, and so uh, we've been there since StreamPDX opened up. It was a fun project. It is, uh, in some ways, sad to see it go, but I know it's always the right time for the right thing, and uh, <laughs> trying to make the the wrong thing happen at the wrong time is... Not always, not always good. So we are moving into X-Ray FM's studios. X-Ray FM is a local radio station in Portland. They are community-based, community-driven, super progressive. We're uh, big fans of what they do. And we were on their airwaves back in, I want to say it was 2015 when they launched. Uh, the Sprocket Podcast aired as a midday talk show there for about six months or so. Um, so anyways, we are moving back into their studios to do some recording into the future. So we'll see exactly what that looks like as time goes forward. We don't know exactly when we're going to start recording there yet, but uh, we're making arrangements as you hear this to uh, get into their studio and start recording the next 500 episodes of our show. So anyways, just so you're aware, uh, that's, why there's a th- that's why there's a best of this week, because we're uh, kind of transitioning move. We may or may not have a best of next week. We shall see how things go. But I did want to let you know that's uh, what to expect. And we look forward to coming back to you with uh, fresh, brand new content very soon. So like I said, this is the 2012 adventure, uh, the 100th episode of the Sprocket Podcast, released just a few weeks before you will hear the 500th episode. Now, the 500th episode is going to feature it's going to feature content from Brandon Rhodes. Uh, he sent in a little bit of audio for that, and I wanted you, any, any of you who haven't been with the show that long, maybe to get a little introduction to him and his delightful personality uh, as he and I roamed the town several years back. Uh, now, episode 500 is also going to include 
Aaron Flores, Guthrie Straw, and our friend Tim Mooney from the Pedal Shift Project, whose voice is on the show, <laughs> regrettably, I think, to him every week. Just kidding, he's into it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. We had a great retrospective conversation uh, about everything that we are and every place that we've been and every place that we are uh, hoping to go. It was lovely, absolutely lovely. So, anyways, without further ado, I give you now the rebroadcast of episode 100 of the Sprocket Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. That's nice. What is that? Hopscotch. Hopscotch. By, oh, Gil- by Gil- Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. It's epic. Nice. So it's the Sprocket Podcast. Uh, my name is Brock. And I'm Brandon. <laughs> and we are taping in the Lion's Eye Tavern. And here we are. On 82nd. This is the first time that I've recorded uh, this side of, uh, west of 82nd. That's not really that interesting. <laughs> This is well. This might be the first time for me. Eighteen feet to west. Right, exactly. Uh, you recorded in downtown once. That's right. And this is our this is our mobile episode. Oh, roaming. Yeah. So there we go. We don't have to pay for any of the royalties for any music in the background where we live record. Oh, do I we? sure hope not. Yeah. Well. And yes, this is the hundredth episode. My final episode as co-hosts. Unless uh, I need to be uh, installed occasionally to cover for an absence. Co-host emeritus. Yeah, co-host emeritus. Or I'm like, I want to interview that guy. That'll be good. Or gal. So you have the Gilgamesh hopscotch. I have the Bex non-alcoholic because I'm driving a car to go in just not too long. But then after that, uh, you will not be driving for the remainder of the day, which means you'll be able to have any rinse. I'm getting wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to try on the card? Uh, sure. Do you want to try it? Sure. Beck's not alcoholic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The phone cannot capture my face amid that agony. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like if a... Uh, Somebody hocked a loogie in a Pilsner, or Kel. Yep. Which I happen to love Pilsner or Kel. This is not too far removed from that moose head that we had, where the guy was like, Brandon should try this, and Brock should try this. And the moose head was, like, decidedly not that great. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That was, yeah. the... that was with Russ and Laura. Yeah, that was the... Oh, yeah, that was the giggle episode. Yes. That was a good one. Episodes where we giggle like crazy and episodes where we uh, solve mysteries in the universe. Those are my favorites. I'll leave it up to the listeners to decide which or which. <laughs> I already had three cups of coffee this morning, so I'm probably a little dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, hopefully some of the rain will osmose into my beard. I beard. brought two of those uh, Rockstar espressos. Did you really? Yeah, they're in my bag. Keep, keep so. us going. If we, yeah, I'll it's probably definitely. for like when we get on the bus and we're just like... I'll yeah. definitely drink one of those. We'll start talking a lot faster at that point. I would imagine so. All right, I want to talk... 
Should I save my, my rant about bicycles until I've had at least one full drink of me? Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're back to Chihuahua Television. Chihuahua Television. It's called Two Cutes on Animal Planet. Oh, jeez. Except for there's that guy. And they're Chihuahuas. He's, got the, he's not the dog whisperer, is he? Uh, I don't... I hope not. Because... <laughs> Scott Davison knows the, the dog whisperer. Oh, right. He knows him personally? Yes. Like, he did uh, dog training or some, some sort with the guy for uh, Search and Rescue. That's kind of cool. Scott Davison, uh, vocoform.com, as well as uh, the Arbor Lodge, and Give Pizza a Chance. Two wonderful businesses in, the, in Portland, as well as a good nonprofit doing neighborhood goodness. So, Scott has car- a cargo bike for Arbor Lodge coffee. He's yes. delivering roasted coffee by cargo bike. Yeah, he is. And does he still have a cargo bike for Give Pizza a Chance, or did he move that one to the new business? He may have transitioned it. Because I remember him talking about are, not wanting to have spendy. it down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he used to have it as a delivery for Give Pizza a Chance. But... And it's like a bullet, right? I don't know what brand it is. front loaders with the Yeah, it's, it's a big front loader, yeah, with yeah. the like, double kickstand thing. Yeah. I heart those. I'd like to get a double kickstand someday. Yeah, well, you've got one on your uh, tall bike, right? Nope. No, you got it. Just a single. Oh, it'd be nice to have that double. Now, that's the kickstand that came with my dad's old bike. Tom Labonte. Tom Labonte, Saint. Ah, yeah. Saint, uh, Center, uh, and Savior. Yeah, one of the 12 apostles of Lentz. <laughs> it feels really weird to be talking with this, like, I feel like I'm speaking in a tone. That I don't normally talk in, and I'm keeping the conversation live in a way that I don't always. Right. Because we just I do feel this like all the time. we've got 300 people sitting here in this little tiny. <laughs> this little box. Uh, designed in Cupertino thing, yeah. It is funny, isn't it? I've noticed that every time we like hit the record button on the show. Like, we talk a little bit more like I've, this. I've learned to kind of subjugate that a little bit to kind of change my thoughts. So I, you know, because you want to just like talk as you normally would. Right. Unless you're, like, doing a character or something. But I try to be myself. It is weird, though. F and A, man. All right, well, I'm done with the backs. Are we set? Mostly? Once I do this... Thank you so much. Yeah, you. Appreciate you it. Have a good time. So, if the car to go is still here, it would be just a block right and a block left. That's a monumental moment for us. Not really, but, no, it's, you, know. you know. It's like the first time I drove a zip car. I was really excited, like, you know, this this car is mine for however long I have it. Just giggling relentlessly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do believe, sort of. being this side of Woodstock, we are in FOPO. Oh, this is Foster Powell. Reckon. I don't know what the dividing line is. Woodstock seems like a good one. I know we're not in Lentz anymore. <laughs> Toto. I'll tell you Toto from now on. <laughs> Night Street. <laughs> Look at that little guy. That's a cute little car. Dude, it's electric drive. Is it? I'm so excited. Some of them aren't? Well, most of them are gas, I think. <laughs> Get yourself in front of that thing. Okay, so I take the card. Member card. Swipe it on here. Card check done. Wait, well, your account is being confirmed. It's still confirming my account. Dude! It opened. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Your trip has started. Please enter the car. Wow. <laughs> These things are hilarious. 
Oh man. Welcome, Brock Dennis. It says that? I put in my pin. I'm 18 years old. I have to accept the terms of usage. Does the vehicle have any visible damage? No, I don't think so. Cleanliness? Uh, interior? Yeah. Exterior? Both clean. Smiley faces or frowning faces. <laughs> Remove the ignition key from the holder to the right of the display. Set this over here. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, wow. Look at that. They've thought of everything. Um, I like that they have a little screen that tells you how to do it. Yeah. Next to the gear shift down here. Start the vehicle, shifters in park, press foot on the brake and turn key clockwise. So I learned that these do not allow yourself to become distracted by the navigation and entertainment system. Pay attention to traffic. And follow the rules of the road. Yeah. Oh, and they don't let you use the GPS system when the vehicle is stopped. Yeah, that's, I think, how most built-in ones are. Okay, where's the uh, stereo control so we can turn it down? Radio? Apps? There's an apps button. Nope. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a button. There you go. Hit radio, hit radio. There we go. Oh, that was it? I guess. Oh, there we go. This is the coolest. Good times. Wow, they even list out... Man, look at all these perks. <laughs> this is This is great. Yeah. OPB. There's people looking at us right, while right. walking their poodle. What, is, what are they doing? i take my hat off. This is going to get warm. Check the mirrors, make sure everything oh, can be there's seen. Oh, there's a good, like, probably seven feet of cargo space behind us. Yeah. So Cubic. Could we have fit bicycles into this? Uh, folding bikes. We could, we could have fit one, yeah. probably not both. But this is the electric, and I think they're tinier, aren't they? This feel, uh, this I looks tinier. Than, I don't know. Maybe they're all. Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. I don't know. Dude, I love electric cars. <laughs> <laughs> right. So where should we drive? Uh, to Pill Hill. Yeah, yeah. We're eventually going to ride the tram. Until then, <laughs> it'd be kind of fun to drive by other people's houses. <laughs> we should we know by people we know. Hey there. This is really cool. And what's so uh, for those who don't know, uh, Cardigo is a uh, geofenced car sharing situation. Geofenced, <laughs> as in like it has a home area that it operates in. Yeah, yeah. There's this, there's a area that you can. Okay, you, you just said it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but then, man, I love how like you step on the accelerator and you don't hear like an engine or anything. There's a motor off the batteries, but it's just kind and of it like just kind gliding of along. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, you, they're all over town, and you don't have. There's no designated parking location. Uh, you don't have like a zip car. There's certain like parking spots yeah. that you return them to. This you can just look up on your uh, browser or your mobile app. Uh, I'd like to use this one, and you can reserve it, uh, or you can just walk right up to one if, if nobody's reserved it. You just press your card against it, and I'm using it's assuming it's like a near field communication situation or whatever. RFID. Up against the glass, yeah, RFID or NFC. Hey, we just passed another car to go. We did. Curb. Oh, it's thrilling. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, what's what's the uh, hourly rate? I don't remember right now. It's uh, like X dollars a minute or by the hour. Yeah, yeah, it's fairly cheap, I think. And the cool thing like is twelve that bucks an hour or something like that. Mm, I think it's cheaper than that, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, the thing is, it's point to point, so we can drop this off anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you say that already? Oh, yeah. So there is not a designated place where we can drop it. Yeah. So, for example, right now we're driving through the Woodstock neighborhood, or we're approaching the Woodstock district, and we're going to drive up to Pill Hill, OHSU, and the tram, and then we're just going to leave it there because we can. Yeah. Like on the side of the road, which is really weird. Yeah, and but it's the very edge of the boundary of the service area where you can park the car without having to pay for it being checked out. Like you can drive this somewhere else. Like we could take it to Gresham or Beaverton or Vancouver, or I suppose even Seattle if we wanted to. New York City. Yeah, but we would have to check it out and pay for it the whole time. Yeah. So. And we would be charged uh, a different fee for all the time it's just sitting there outside of the service area. I don't know how much anybody's going to care about this, but I think it's amazing. I think it's great. It, just just like behind the wheel driving. There's another it. one! There's another one. <laughs> it feels so cool, man. It just... Man. Well, it's exact. It, it fills in the slot of, like, I need to use a car because we are scaled as a society to the automobile instead of the human. Or the bicycle. Uh, our built and, environment is like that. Yeah. Our built... In, look at you. <laughs> and so, we're going to... Occasionally need to use cars. Even even if we try and be a no-car lifestyle, we this allows for a low-car lifestyle without all the excess uh, finances that, owner, that ownership outright. Yeah, there's requisites. a big difference. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There's a big difference, I think, between, like, car-free and low-car. Because, like, car-free is what I used to use as terminology, and now I feel like that's almost, like... It carries that tone of righteous or self-righteous, like, you know, I'm on a bike and you, all you fuckers are in cars and you're bad people. But, like, who hasn't ridden in a car? Exactly. Or refuses to even get in one. Yeah. Maybe some very strict Amish. Even then, the old order probably still gets in one. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Wendell Berry? Didn't he have a thing? No, he uses vehicles. Oh, okay. Uh, He uses horses. He used horses. He's quite old now. He used horses uh, to till his land. He never used a tractor, I don't think. And he is... Uh, he also uses a typewriter to write all of his uh, material. He refused word processors and then personal computers. He's old school that way. Yeah, he finds that the slowness and deliberateness of a typewriter uh, is... Uh, he finds uh, certain virtue aesthetics to that. Yeah. Formative aesthetics, so... He'd fit in well in Southeast Portland. Well, he wouldn't be Making doing it scenes. ironically or to get laid. <laughs> a typewriter can get you laid in this town. No kidding. <laughs> I only write with a typewriter, but I also have a MacBook Air, so... But I never type with it. I only use the trackpad. <laughs> so should we head up, like, Cesar Chavez Boulevard? Uh, yeah, or whatever. I don't care bridge. which bridge we go over. Okay. Is there anything else you want to see in town while we're in this car? Uh... <laughs> Hey, that's what Powell's looks like from here. <laughs> Is that Banana Street? Oh, Ramona. Ramona. Banana I prefer Street. Banana Street. I live on Southeast Banana and 39th. <laughs> it's Banana and Cesar Chavez. <laughs> How's the braking? The braking is very responsive. It feels feels great. I'm going to text our household. Uh, Just tell them that we're in a car to go. Yeah, car to go is fucking awesome. <laughs> See, that's why I would like them to extend the service area to... Uh, I thought it went to Flavel now. Flavel. We, we lamented, and then I thought they updated it. Uh, I think Duke Street is still the farthest south ah. that you could park them. They're just scared of crime. But we could still drive one, like, within 10 blocks of home and park it there. 
Which within is, ten. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just walk from Duke. That's not bad. That's yeah. like a third of a mile. And there's another car to go. We're passing it on the road. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? They pointed at us. We waved at them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, what was I going to say about the home? <laughs> Which <everything>? totally. Uh, <laughs> now look at there's a little old lady in an Ewok. Really? Right there. An Ewok? Oh, it's a little yeah, Ewok dog. Jub yub. Yub yub. Did you say jub jub? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is that the German transliteration? Oh, it's peeing on the sidewalk. <laughs> it's, it's peeing everywhere. It's adorable. <laughs> Never has urination been so endearing. I guess. Hey, look at that. Passbook knows that I'm near Starbucks. That's cool. Nice. Sometimes, sometimes you can catch that sometimes from the bus, like if you're rolling by on the TriMet, and it stops at the light there, you can catch your email of the open Starbucks network. I've definitely uh, tarzan from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi on the bus. <laughs> it's swinging from digital rope to rope. Oh, cancel, cancel. I was just <laughs> messing with the buttons on the dash, and there's one that says telephone. I'm like, that's funny, a telephone, and then it's like, connecting to emergency communications or something like that. I was like, no, we're fine. Oh, navigation. So it should still have our location on the map. Yeah, look at that. Maps. I figure I'll go up to, like, Hawthorne or something. Yeah, that sounds good. Roll through Hawthorne, because Hawthorne's a fun neighborhood. Have we been to that place Whoa! in Northwest that I forgot? Check out the odometer. 666 miles. <laughs> we're doing the devil's work here. <laughs> it's uh, 666 miles on the speedometer with another number 6662 below. There's, two, I know of, there's two of us. Why, right you are. Performance D. What the fuck does that mean? Well, D is for drive. Performance, oh, I think, maybe is just like how well it's doing with the batteries or something. I'm still kind of curious. I don't know how, how batteries work. <laughs> like magnets. Just how the fuck do they work? It, it also, its clock is set to military time. Is it? 15-12. There we go. I guess you On the dash. That way. Actually, the dash and the underhead display, I guess you might call it, <laughs> uh, it, it's set differently. They're off by less than two minutes. It says we have about 26 miles left on this charge. That'll get us there and back again, if we so desired. But we right. will, where we're going, we don't need <laughs> roads. Cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What are you, you going to leave me up there? I don't need roads. You can just stay up there. We only need Dittus where I'm going. How's the acceleration? I feel the... It's I, fun, man. It, it's got enough kick to it. You know, I kind of want to, like, take it into a parking lot and, like, wrap it in some donuts or something. <laughs> Do not tip over the fucking car to go. Dude. I, I just want to feel like... Because it has really great acceleration. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm sure that's the thing for, like, electronic vehicles, the electric vehicles. It's probably one of the first problems they had was that you couldn't, like, accelerate or you couldn't get going. Well, it's very energy inefficient. Right. So here's here's a talking point for, like, bicycles versus uh, other modes of transport. Uh, there's somebody waiting across the road at the crosswalk. It's not... Obliged, sir. Given. Yes. I'm stopping at a crosswalk. She's looking at her toes. <laughs> God! There's some fucker in, like, a... Clown car. Sorry. <laughs> but the thing about... I was thinking about, uh, like, the way the business districts are set up is that the the main streets for business districts don't usually have bicycle access. And this is something that Moss talks about a lot, I think. Jonathan Moss of BikePortland.org. That basically, if there was better bicycle facility on Hawthorne, say, for example. Right. Uh, 
it, more people would feel comfortable riding their bicycles, like to go to on the actual on the bar. actual street, yeah. yeah. And more people would make impulse stops, uh, you know, like if yes. you, you're passing a bar or Powell's Books or anything else that you want to stop at, uh, you could do that because all oh, these people are waiting across too. You could do that uh, because you know you were on your bike and you felt safe. But as it stands, uh, most people don't feel comfortable riding in this much traffic, like two lanes of automobiles. Peel out, dude. Come on. Oh, here we go. Up to 25 miles an hour. <laughs> Takes a little while. Oh, we should take it on the freeway. Can you? Yeah. Uh, this energize your account. Oh, shit. To receive a 15-minute bonus, make sure you plug Cardigo into the nearest charging station at the end of your trip. I wonder where an EV charging station would be. Walgreens has them on uh, Johnson Creek, but that's in the opposite direction. <laughs> that is. I'm sure there's got to be one downtown. There's the one that's like always full of the same car right. downtown next to like the World Trade Center or something. But no, we totally have to take this on the freeway. <laughs> Which bridge do we want to go? We should go with the Fremont. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could, huh? Whee! Wrap it down around the 405. That's a great idea. Uh, we also just passed the Line 14, which I'm thinking we might take back to the Eagle Eye. I think we shall. Now we're passing uh, Cartopia. This could be a the... long episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm certainly going to edit it down. The uh, Whiffy Pies and our friends, our Pyro Pizza, and Potato Champion, who makes a fantastic uh, pulled pork-covered dish of potato fries, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, good times. So we'll roll up 12th here, pop on the Morrison Bridge, and then grab the I-5 to the 405 to wherever we're going to end this thing. Well, how much? Uh, it's like 40% battery, 25-mile range. Maybe we'll just leave it. Yeah, we'll just leave it in the middle of the woods. <laughs> on here earlier. Good times. Oh, this is our turn here. Woo! How's that turning? Nice cornering. Well, the thing is, you don't have a lot of weight, like, pushing on the car as you turn. You we, can... should, we should try carrying this thing when we park it. <laughs> we try lifting it up. I wonder how much they weigh. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at it going... Oh, there's got to be a way to ask. Is there it. a faceplate? Yeah, I feel like I want I want to be able to ask, like as built-in Siri or something. Yeah. Oh, we're about to be passed by a radio cab Toyota Prius. Even the cab business is going green. I think Broadway Cab was the first cab company in town here to offer hybrid electric vehicles. HEVs? Yes. Which is different than an HVAC. Yes, indeed. Listen to it go. Yeah, I feel okay. like we're the DeLorean. Yeah, we're going... <laughs> 88 miles an hour going on the one, freeway. One gigawatts. <laughs> That's right. Great Scott. Man, this is heavy. What's heavy? Roads. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's that word again, heavy. <laughs> is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational field in the future? Christopher Lloyd. At all. It's a genius. Except we didn't know how to pronounce giga. Gigawatts. I like gigawatts better. Yeah. <laughs> we should bring it back. Just I got the 16 jig yeah. uh, iPhone. Okay, so we're on the I-5 freeway doing 55 miles an hour. Passing radio cap. Now we're at almost 60. Ah, this is so fucking cool. Man. I love electric cars. You know, this is way better than if we had gotten just the regular old gasoline kind. Oh, yeah. That's one of those happy accidents, though. You Look know. at that. It has little things that you can slide up and down to adjust the uh, what have you. That's the temperature. Oh, the temperature gauge, yeah, yeah. And the fan power. It's manual. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you're shifting it like a chunk. Yeah, like the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon. That is kind of surprising to me. Like, I would have expected more of the controls to be electronic, but well, I guess I'll try and slip into this traffic somewhere up here. Because we want to go not to St. Helens, but over the 405 or the Fremont Bridge. There we go. <laughs> I like that this is like. For Brock and Brandon, this is an absolute <laughs> freakish thrill to go over the... I happen to love going over the Fremont Bridge. Oh, you do? Yeah. It, it and the Morrison, I love going over. That's why you suggested it, then. Yes, indeed. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Which side of the bridge should we be on? Huh? Oh, I don't care. Do you want the downtown facing yeah. side? Or the... Okay. Yeah. Here we go. This is one of the only places in Portland where you can actually see something that looks like a skyline. Yep. That's why I like the Morrison as well. Okay, merging left. This thing's hauling ass. You're going 65. Merging. Am I? Don't tell anybody. Merging left again. One more time. There we go. We're making a loop around downtown then. Circum the, circumscribing it. Yes. Past the fabulous Alphabet District. That's Slab Town right there. Slab Town. Have you ever been to the venue called Slaptown? No. I know that's where the Danny Warhols used to play. Back with Caldoni right. used to live over there. Oh, really? Yep. Vincent Caldoni. Former guest host and former guest. And possibly future guest host. Yeah. He and I should just record an episode sometime. You should. You should. Well, man, you guys could go on. You could, you could like... Maybe a six-hour episode. It would be so entertaining, too. <laughs> this guy's looking at us. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, hello. It's got a cute horn, too. Yeah. Why am I so hot for this car? Because this car is hot for you. Uh, it's hard to go. <laughs> hot for you. Now we are on I-405, a highway that is in a canyon in the middle of town that did not used to be such. But they excavated all this in order to, and thus severed, historic northwest Portland from the rest of the town. Uh, Vera Katz, former mayor of Portland in the 1990s and Holocaust survivor, uh, tried to sue the federal government about that for the devastation it wrought. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and she wanted to use the money to cap the highway. Oh, right. So you'd be like underground, all Chicago style. Yeah. Chi Town. It's not a bad idea. Oh, fuck. Come on. Be over here. Good times. Woo! All right, well, let's find out if... Yeah, I was just thinking there's probably not even parking up on Terwilliger. Maybe there is. I had to find a micturation station. I'll tell you that. A what? Urination location. Oh, yeah, yeah, a place to pee. We can do that. All right, heading up to Terwilliger Boulevard. Hey, there's a bike, a green a green bike lane here. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, they've painted this bike lane all the way through here, which is nice for Rightly so. Yeah. I would imagine this is a place where bicycles are probably more easily... Are wont to terror? Yes, not easily not seen. So I wonder if there's a guy that just comes around and hooks up these EVs to chargers. Like if his sole job is just to go and wrangle cars to go from wherever they are to wherever they need to get fueled or something. Right. They just turn on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, we may go up here and find that there is no street parking. Uh, but we'll see what we can figure out. This is a wonderful road to drive up, though. I like it. 
Terwilliger is a great road for almost anything. I remember I met a guy on a long haul trucker uh, riding uphill here one time. And trucker? I barely knew her. <laughs> I was unaware of her at the time. <laughs> Parking one hour up here, so we may not actually find a place to drop it. Though we are still inside the service area. So if we do find a place. I should have looked at the map as well to see what the. Uh... I'm sure we'll figure it out. You know, I, I thought when I was looking at the car to go map that there were two parks up here, so maybe we'll find a spot. I'd imagine if you're either working or going to school at OHSU. Sounds like you could just park it right there and we can walk yeah. up from here. Yeah, yeah. How close are we to OHSU? That was the entrance, right? Uh, was it? No maybe parking, it says. One hour. It'd be horrible to here. leave this up here in a, in a one hour parking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've gone under the tram already. Oh, we have? Okay. So yeah. we can turn around. Or no car. Just, uh... I like whipping around in tight circles. I've heard that about you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is also one hour. No parking, no parking, no parking, no parking. <laughs> there should be some sort of sign that says accept zip car, or accept a car to go. Yeah, and I, I'm you know, tempted to say that I that the limitations, the time limitations don't matter, but I'm not entirely certain about that. <laughs> Can I do something with the car to go that gets it a ticket right. while I'm not in it? Right. I'm sure that's in their uh, TOS. So one thing I didn't mention earlier is that I think... The transmission in this is actually It's like halfway between An automatic manual Huh? How? How's that possible? <laughs> I don't know It's like, an on-off switch right Apparently there. the way that And maybe that's different Between this one And the other one uh, Like the gas version Because this is the electric But I think I was reading up on them That like Like it's not a, a Strictly an automatic transmission Like it has some sort of Sensor that tells it When to shift Huh But I guess I should probably learn more before trying to speak on it. Well, or it might be uh, it might be a transmission that's calibrated towards the energy efficiency rather than torque. That could uh, be. Maximum torque. That could be, yeah. Well, this is the, the route of the Line 8, I think. So, we parked down here somewhere. We can just catch the bus up top. I wonder if I can UV it right in here. Nope. <laughs> it's small, but it's not that small. It's However, how you, it's how you that's park a two-point turn to turn around 180 degrees. Wow. Well, it's like... It's so small. It's like 10 feet long. Yeah. We should, we should have you laying next to it. <laughs> for measurements. Are you 6'2"? Six, 6'3". Six, three. three. Man, I missed this car already. I know. I didn't know I could like a car like this. I like you like I like some Saudi. Or Sa Saudi, Saudi. <laughs> I was trying to think of a car name, and the first thing that came out was an oil-producing country. Right. That was ridiculous. Oh, the outside car to go's home area. Well, in that case, then we'll take it somewhere else. You're just eating up our time That's here. That's true. 15 minutes. 15 yeah. Minutes, yeah. Yeah. Turn. Oh, no left turn. Turn right here and then, then the cut through. Because I think Carruthers is going to be a great bet. Get in. All right. Yui, Yui. This is fun. It's like <laughs> the teacups at Disneyland or something. That was exciting. Damn. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I just That's a light. weird light. Oh, fuck. I made us do a Yui to get to face No, I was going to do it anyways. It was fun. Now we can roll this downtown. Oh, by PSU. I want to. I just want to get on the 8 so I can get on the tram. <laughs> yeah, totally. What time is it now? I'm not telling you. <laughs> 3.44. Okay. Oh, we got plenty of time. One hour to get up there, right? Yeah. Oh, we're going to wait for the last one down. Thank you. <laughs>
Hey, there's the PSU building that has, like, the up building in it. Oh, really? Yeah, a guy refused to sell their house. So, <laughs> so that entire right indentation around. is because there's a tiny house, like, in the courtyard there. That's incredible. Windows closed, lights off. Authorized parking location. Parking boot. All right, we are set. End your trip at the card reader. Oh, and we got stuff in the back, too. That's amazing. Oh, I guess the bus would come through over here, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's go this way. Walk like you're constipated. That's right. <laughs> oh, and here's my favorite kind of uh, bicycle uh, structure. The buffered bike lane by way of parked cars. Oh, right, right. The cars are parked outside, and they have a pedestrian lane, too. Which not everybody is aware of, evidently. Oh, yes. We should be walking down the pedestrian. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I think the transit mall is over to our right. It definitely is. So that's probably where we should get the eight. I think the eight goes down there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Should we jaywalk? Jaywalk. This is going to be hilarious when I cut all this stuff together. Because there's going to be like long silences where we don't really say anything. You're gonna. It's gonna take me a couple days to do this. Probably so. Brock, you want to get a 20-piece chicken nugget for $4.99, and I'll, I'll watch you eat it all. You know I do, but you also know that I would be crucified by our listeners for doing so. And rightly so. <laughs> and by me, for that matter. And myself. I would crucify myself. Thus says Brock Dittus. Ermagersh, Ermagersh, Ermagerdy-dirty-dirsh. Five bucks for 20 pieces of chicken. It's not really chicken. It's five pieces of stuff. Of cod. <laughs> no, not even. I don't Isn't that, I heard a rumor that the McDonald's chicken sandwiches were mostly made of fish. No. No, it's... Uh, Maybe that's like the old school before they got like chastised about a bunch of things. The cheddar bacon onion looks really good. You saw a picture of that. Man, the pictures they make and take... Are uh, so different. Things. Divergent. Yeah. yeah. And delicious. But horrid. Fifth Avenue. I found a free pizza over here one time. An entire pizza? It was like, yeah. Wait, is that the eight? That's the nine. It's the nine. Sorry. You made me uh, made you jog. saunter. Unnecessarily. Without warrant, sir. Brock has visual confirmation on the bus stop. Yes, that's you. Red leader copies. <laughs> Eleven minutes. Eleven minutes till we board. Do you want one of those uh, caffeinated drinks? It's probably good to have now rather than later. There you go. Thank you. And there's just enough time for me to light up a smoke. Not near the bus stop, though. That would be gauche. I get the uh, the sound of you opening the. Rockstar Espresso. That's both worse and better than I was expecting. <laughs> Mostly worse. It tastes like 80% bad coffee and 20% Red Bull. I feel like the Fonzie here. <laughs> Got two thumbs up. iPhone in one hand, Rockstar in the other. It's two fistfuls of awesome. 
I do like these bus stops. They're really classy. Like when these the things, glass roofs, yeah. Yeah, the glass roofs, and when the uh, pillars turn on, uh, which that's how we roll in Portland. Oh, that's right, because the pillar that's holding up the cover is the it glows yeah. behind its uh, a metal mesh. That's amazing. I used the Portland Blue. I really had to pee, and I used one of the like six Portland Blues. Is that the? Um, they don't have. It's like a, a toilet stall on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It's absolutely gigantic. Hey, Max. There goes a Max. Not in service. Into glory. <laughs> From glory to glory. Have you seen the new buses they're rolling down 82nd Avenue? I heard they got new ones. Yeah, they're, they're glorious. They're like shiny. What? They're actually shiny. Like, you see the streetlights, like, reflect off of them and stuff. We use streetlights on 82nd? <laughs> they just paved it last year. Okay. Uh, that street probably hasn't been paved in, like, 30 years. No, that's probably only 10 years of wear. Really? Wow. I, I would love to enlist Michael Anderson to find that out for us. This is the last time the 82nd was paved? Yes. Because it's a state highway. But it's got ruts like, like a motherfucker. It's like... Oh, yeah. Like, six inches deep in parts, probably. Yeah. From Ridge to Rest. That was the 44, anybody who was wondering. <laughs> I thought I recognized that engine. A Series 3, perhaps. Those huh? diesel engines have a distinctive sound. Like, they, they don't do. sound like any other any other diesel engine I've heard. You want to hold it for a while? I mean, so she said. the iPhone. <laughs> uh, uh. Man, if there was a podcast all about waiting for buses, <laughs> we were just, like, standing around... Well, there's uh, Jerry Seinfeld has his uh, video blog, like comedians having coffee in cars. That's right. That's a new thing. It's a thing. I haven't checked that out yet. I watched part of one, and then Candace was bored, so I had to stop. Oh, okay. Oh, here. Better buses. Oh, it's gone. Sorry. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a dog seeing a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I've totally <laughs> gone to TriMedOrg slash gear. Gear? Yes. Is it like hats? Mobile ticketing. Oh, yeah. They're going to do that. Buy fares on your iPhone. The CL, to so get, re- get in the loop. That's a horrible logo. For the Portland streetcar, yeah. We're looking at the sidebar on the uh, monitor here. They did get a good graphic artist for most of their stuff. Like, their UIs have only gotten nicer in the past two years. Yeah. What font is that? It's not Serif quite, is it? It's not Serif at all. It is Sans Serif. I bet, I bet Michael would know. I'm going to keep bringing him up in this episode. I bet he knows what the font is. <laughs> Hashtag Michael Anderson. Did you hear that story about the car that took out the transit tracker? <laughs> yes, I did. For all Maxes. Evidently, there's like one thermal exhaust port that if you throw <laughs> it's like the Death Star. a photon geometro at it, uh, you, can, you can blow up the entire Death Star, yeah. Oh, you can totally get a TriMet coffee mug or water bottle or tote bag. Slash wow. gear, I'm telling That's you. That's right. All right. Here's all right. I gotta get my uh, oh your cash. My cinco quido. Five Spanish quid. Yeah. I have my pass, so. Oh fuck! I don't have my pass. Do you need your five? Do you have one? Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. Oh, here's a ten. I'll pay together. Us. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'll pay you back. All right, deal. Jackson Park to Martha Hill. How do you know that? Uh, uh, I guess it's still on my sweater from last night. Hello. Hello. One for each of us. that? You guys might want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Much appreciated. There we go. Paper transfer. I haven't had one of these for years. 
Southwest Terwilliger and Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson? Sam Jackson Parkway. Motherfucking Sam Jackson Parkway. <laughs> I've always wished that with the audio announcements and the buses that they would do like like they would tell you when the next bus was expected or like arrival times for connecting routes. Right. I'm sure that would get cumbersome. Well, it would also make it just non-stop. Yeah. A better option would be just putting Wi-Fi onto every bus. That way you, people can check it on their... Totally. ...connected mobile devices. Yeah. Assuming they don't have a data plan. Like teenagers and us. Right. <laughs> I just had a rock star. How am I yawning? <laughs> you, you have this problem. I do. Like, you drink rock stars to fall asleep. I have done that several times. The last time I was at OHSU was like half my lifetime ago. <laughs> I was probably 15, and my mom saw in the A&E section, or Metro perhaps, of The Oregonian that Mark Hamill, popularly known for his portrayal of Luke Skywalker yeah. in the Star Wars trilogy and the voice of the Joker in Batman the Animated Series, was up here uh, dedicating the opening of the uh, new wing of the Dornbeckers Children's Hospital. Really? So I got up there and got a copy of uh, Shadow of the Empire Volume 3 autographed by him. That's fantastic. And I was really nervous and he tried making a joke and I was like, huh? It didn't take. I was like shaking. I was so excited. <laughs> they have really cool skyways. Yes, they from do. From building to building. That's what actually makes me think of Star Wars when I come up here. The skyways? Yeah. You think you're on Bespin? I remember like walking through one and just thinking this is this is kind of like you could meet Darth Vader here and have an epic lightsaber battle. Uh-huh. And then you'd be at the hospital. <laughs> Which is convenient. After Darth Vader takes off your hand. Yeah. I thought you were Darth Vader. I guess I could be. Tall and dark. Release your transfer. <laughs> So the story for all our non-Portlanders of uh, Pill Hill is that OHSU, Oregon Health Science University, is a sprawling uh, metroplex, mediplex uh, in the west, southwest hills uh, because it was donated. Uh, it's also relatively useless land from most everything else because it's so steep. So it's like a, a hospital on a cliff mm-hmm. looking over the rest of the city uh, and also a gravel quarry. <laughs> So uh, it's we call it Pill Hill. Anyone care to get out of the stop sign before I make my turn? I do. What a nice bus driver. Gets our stamp of approval. He sure does. Also, I once fixed an ATM in the plaid pantry there. There's a plaid pantry up yep. here. Right up by the hospital. Hysterical. Uh, good news for all of our Portland listeners is that the uh, former president of New Seasons is beginning a new business uh, that's going to compete with Plaid Pantry and such corner markets by offering uh, more healthy and uh, uh, local and all that, all those same priorities. Huh. So, uh, yeah, she's going to open quite a few of them in Portland and hopefully eventually go national. That's really cool. But, yeah, health food convenience store. Is this us? Uh, yeah, let's get off here. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.
Always thank your bus driver. I did that in French. Nicely done. We're cutting it pretty close for the tram schedule. Really? Kind of. Because they stop at 5, right? So it's 420 now. Time to light up. <laughs> Wondering if we'd be able to walk right past that. Evidently <laughs> not. Sorry. It's 421, thank God. It is unusual how often when you check your clock, it turns out to be 420. <laughs> like, I feel like it happens several times a year for me. And I'm like, right, right. Really? Well, and it, it's under the circumstance of somebody asking me. Right. Maybe my friends keep asking me if they want to smoke weed, and that's why they're asking me at 420. That could be. Jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> there we go. There was a stop here. Okay. Yeah. We're passing the bus again. This is like a transportation temple. Like walking it is. up the huge steps. It's like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music. Waterworld. Well done. So now we're inside the Kohler Pavilion. Peter O. Kohler. Walking towards the tram station. T Ram? This is like getting it in being in an airport. It kind of is, yeah. I've been wanting to do this for years. <laughs> there wow, it is. is. Check it out. The big Tylenol in the sky. Yeah. Thank you, sir. There we go. Out onto the platform, back into the elements. The cloud city. Wow, look at the clouds. <laughs> Welcome to the tram. Oh, thank you, Brock. <laughs> I think they're encouraging people to keep their bikes downhill, but there's still plenty of room for a bike in here if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. You could fit your, like, tandem on here. Yeah. Cargo bikes. Tickets back to the top are $4, and the tram runs till 5 p.m. It's a crazy view of the Markham Bridge. Yeah. All the highways spread out in front of you. So there's the road we came up there. I think that's Terwilliger. Oh. What's that down there? Yeah. It's an old building of some sort. The new bridge construction. Oh, yeah. And like the second half, the northern end of the waterfront. Max pedestrian bicycle transit bridge. So cool. Oh, yeah. I'm still sad they scrapped the plans for the musical bikeway. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that? What song were they going to make it? Feeling Groovy by Simon and Garfunkel. Like, <laughs> yeah. Feeling Groovy. Oh. <laughs> Ships in the night. <laughs> and this is the new uh, the Gibbs Pedestrian Bridge over here. I think that you get the full name. That's oh, cool. yeah. That's good for her. And they're planning on reworking the bicycle. Uh, <laughs> All right, I read, I read Bike Portland as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, there goes the streetcar. Ready for the swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the, we're like right over the top of the bicycle valley right now. Closed today, of course, but 
two totally badass bicyclists today, including one who rode their cruiser. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle and I sat inside of his trailer there for our interview. Oh, really? That was fun. Is, that how, is this how you got here? Uh, I just bicycled in, actually, because there's that new uh, cycle track right over there. Oh, yeah. There's big metallic towels floating over and all that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Greatest four minutes of my life. <laughs> Fantastic. Like wheel. Oh, yeah. How do we discover where we want to ingest the inebriants? Always wanted to walk around here. Let's see what we find. I mean, it's like this weird new urbanist freako land. <laughs> I might get a white Russian at some point tonight. Oh, you should. Got my dude sweater. <laughs> do you want that to be the next one? Possibly, yeah. There goes the, uh, what do they call this? South Waterfront via PSU. The NS line. The North-South? Maybe. Is it a CL? Central Loop. Shall we? <laughs> All right. We're running for the streetcar. so much for drinking in the south waterfront yeah. but I think I mean there are other spots up here as well where we could if you see anything that uh, strikes your fancy oh I'm for popping out the first place we see alright it's been too long without a drink for Damn you <laughs> yeah it's about time for me to start uh, loading up pitching up maybe I'll get uh, I'll get a Long Island iced tea because <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a long time dude you'll play catch up Real quick. If I'm gonna have, yeah, if I'm just gonna have one drink today, I might as well have that one. You shouldn't just have one. We can't stop at Father's Place <laughs> and Eagle Eye, and I'm just drinking alone, and you're like sipping your Pepsi. That's true. Well, maybe I'll just get like yeah, Pabst or Hams or whatever. Sure. Drinking so your usual. <laughs> oh, how we ran for it. Now we're just like sitting here. There it goes. There's the new cycle track. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's all delineated with, like, a separate lane. Uh, oh, yeah. For each direction of bicycle traffic and then a separate pedestrian lane as well. That's nice. Eh? There's that pole over there has a tram sign. Oh, yeah. So you can go eat. Yeah, Icon, that way. Yeah. <laughs> it goes against the article we discussed two weeks ago about poorly designed American uh, street signs. It's just a picture. Exactly. Nice. Pan linguistic. Oh, and here's the uh, Max Bridge. Oh yeah, the way the Max comes. It's already up. the orange line. It's pretty orange right now. It's the it's the rust line. Rust copper. Yeah, I guess. Cool to see a. It's gonna be awesome to see like a Max going through the air right there. Yeah. Space train. Oh, this is the cool part where we get to go through like the plaza next to the bookstore. Oh yeah. Totally off road. Yeah, you just cut right in the middle of the block. Of your <laughs> There's nothing more exciting than this. <laughs> hey, was that our driver? I'm not sure. It was the line eight. May have been. It'd be funny if we bumped into him. If again. we beat him here. Yeah. Oh, hello again. Well, I didn't see you there. Oh, I didn't hear you come in. This is the NS line car to Northwest 23rd Avenue. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get off the library stop. I think I know a spot. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think. 
I'm getting excited. <laughs> car to go on car to go. Good times. Great times. That, as they say, is hot. Does this go by the library? A couple of alert dogs. <laughs> Just looking at everything. Well, there is a stop called Central Library. I know, like right after I asked the question. There's a liquor store. We could go there. Doesn't count. <laughs> Do you want to take this one or keep moving? All right. Uh, blue line. <laughs> Let's cross here. There is a bar like right there we can just go into. All right. I'm in. Yeah, let's go to Momo's. Bar Maximo. Can you watch my stuff? Yeah, I can. Thanks. Is this something to drink? Well, it might. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch it too. <laughs> Uh, do you do a Long Island Ice Tea? I'll do that. Okay. I'll have a White Russian, please. Alright, now to find out about this car to go thing. Oh, it's been driving you mad this entire time. <laughs> just, I just want to make sure I'm not going to be, thank you, I'm going to be charged for like, you know, $1,000 for something. Right. Parking rules. Oh, shit. What? Any legal non restricted space that is not metered. I'm going to need to jog up. Ten blocks. Yeah. Well, I guess that does it. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. Walking in front of turning cars. I'm glad you're still recording. Well, fuck. Okay. Well, fuck, I say. This is one of my favorite parts in Portland. Oh, right. Director's Park, right? It's like a... Uh, if Apple made a... If Apple made a public park? Yeah, it really is. No, Director's Park is fantastic, and there's an elephant's delicatessen there. And elevator to parking below. It's all a parking garage beneath that. That's a good, use, good use of public space. And note the flu- the lack of curb between uh, sidewalk, or between, like, plaza and street on yeah, the side of yeah. it. Yeah, but they also have those bollards, like the ones of the White House that just sink into the ground. Ballards. Bollards. Bollards? Yeah. Ballard is a neighborhood in Seattle. Ballard is what you call that? I think so. Uh, now we turn right here. Yes. You got pretty excited in the car to go. I... <laughs> I did, that's fair. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking hot for this car. <laughs> I'm going to be bummed if it's all, like, parking ticketed. And, and it probably is. I'm going to resigning myself for that now. I wish we had one of those dotted lines that tracked our... our uh, progress today oh, the we should have done that fuck okay you can totally make a google uh custom map of it but you know how many times we've like doubled back on ourselves today yes we've been all over downtown <laughs> so my plan with the car to go is we run up to broadway and mlk yeah that neighborhood drop it off there where there's no meter parking then we can catch the streetcar i think we're on the next block yep okay so it was like 10 or 12 blocks the moment of truth is it this street or the other one? Next one. Yeah, I can tell because our car's not there. <laughs> Good call. Wonder if somebody like booked it and took it. No, it's right there. Oh, there it is. Okay. No tickets. There. No tickets. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Scheduled in three minutes. Yeah. Catching the streetcar. The 194. 
It's all clear now. Storm has passed. The calm after. Here comes the streetcar. Ermagerd. Omz via Lloyd. Omz via Lloyd. This is so exciting, dude. We're Brand on a streetcar street on the car. east side of the river. Yeah. Falling. Wait. <laughs> what was the word I used the other day? I don't know. The other, the other car. Bollard. Oh right. This is and The thing I like about the streetcar is the fare box on the streetcar. So you can you don't have to like you can get. hop on, grab your fare, yeah. As opposed to like having no chance to buy your fare, as the like the one thing you need is leaving. Yep. <clears throat> I think they could improve the max with that. They absolutely could, but they would have to lose a spot. Hey, look, it's a big Sinmobile. Oh, a stretched uh, escalator? That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, no, it's a stretched, like, explorer? Yeah, I think it is. Evidently, Muchas Gracias bought up the KFC. <laughs> I freaking love Muchas Gracias. They, Man, taste, they, have, they yeah. taste terrible, but they uh, they buy up these things. They don't taste terrible. I mean, they're all right. No, they taste they taste all right for Just what decent. they are. Right, right. But, but like, I've had horrible belly aches. Sure. Like, it, twice. It's a fast burrito. Faster than it should be. They're like the hermit crab of restaurants. Like crawling into an old well shell. Well done. And, yeah. Well done. Because I, I think they have like an Arby's building somewhere too. They used to be over on Powell. And then they changed. That was pretty well done. Dude forgot his coat. Hopped off, hopped back on, grabbed the coat. Pressed the open door button. Well used. Good we have save. a mindful driver. There should be a tip jar for the driver. There should. Operator. I guess you're technically driving this thing, kind of. No, there's no steering wheel. There's accelerator, decelerator. That's the thing about a train. No steering wheel. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. The thing about trains is, can't steer them. <laughs> wiener dog sighting. Guy wearing a zip car shirt, walking a wiener dog. That's pretty cool. 6.11 p.m. Hmm. So, the Spirit of 77 over here. You yeah. been in there? No. They have bike parking indoors. All on that wall there. You can see it by the window. They have four sets of ski ball in indoor bike parking. Yeah. This is one of my favorite views of uh, the east side because you get all this highway. It's it like it gives you a good view of downtown and shows you what's wrong with this side of the river. Mm-hmm. They should bury that shit. Yep. Also, big pink. It's not very pink with the sunset behind it. Big, forgettable. Yeah. Big uh, charcoal is what they should call it this time of day. I. I one thing I, I ironically appreciate is uh, gratuitously specific in name colors. Like charcoal. Oh, sure. Or salmon pink. Yeah. Or uh, uh, art installation teal. A common friend of ours, his pseudonym is on the name of Salmon, Salmonto Burnside. Because he saw a typo on a ODOT sign. They had a, it was a detour sign that said Sa- take salmon to Birdside. Salmonto. Salmonto Burnside. <laughs> At which point it was decided that the next time I saw a detour sign, it happened to be eastbound sunsets, but it was EB sunset, so that's my... That's you? That Yeah, that's just your... so everybody knows. You guys are the only people that knows. That's your poetry writing. Yeah, it, it's, it's you, me, Brock, and Salmonto Burnside that know that I am actually EB sunset. There we go. 
next stop is us. Oh yeah. Here we are. I hit the button. Yes, you did. With force. Jay walking, Jay walking. Alright. East Coast. East Coast and then. <laughs> Wire. Oh, yeah. Hardly newer. Thank you. <laughs> almost, Keeping you from completely eating chicken. I almost tripped, yeah. You tripping? Asphalt in my face. My father's place. Is it? It's a pool hall. I can appreciate. This the is cool. Low light. Uh, yeah, he was gonna get a uh, whiskey ginger and. I'll I have... need to see his ID. Oh right, right, right. Okay, so we'll wait on that. Oh, we wanted the uh, chili cheese fries. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I'll have a Pabst. Cool. Yeah, give you my ID. Yeah. Are you guys sharing the chili cheese fries? That's it. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. So here's my take about bicycles. Yes. So I'm thinking through how much I like the idea of tinkering with my bicycle. I like to have particular control over a lot of little weird things in my life, as a lot of us have for there's one thing everybody has a quirk. For me, it's not really bicycles, but I can appreciate that. But I know what I would like in a bicycle. And I think that a lot of people are intimidated by bicycles in the same way that uh, a lot of people are intimidated by uh, technology. By the way, you, you were precise in aligning those things on your napkin, but you got the spoon backwards. Maybe I got the knife with the fork backwards. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, based on the napkin, uh, you got the... Uh, you did get the spoon backwards. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I'm turning the spoon around right now. All right. So, uh, so you like to be able to customize your bike. Yeah, uh, but... Well, I, I, like, I appreciate it, but I don't feel like it's that necessary. I feel like if I could just get one particular basic set that's set that's low maintenance I don't need to be able to repair a lot of it myself if I'm on the road I'd love to be able to fix a certain thing that would commonly break on the road but more esoteric brakes like the brake system or whatever so like if the brakes go out if the brakes go out you're fucked no matter what yes you are but like for most of my in city uses it's not all that important to me and the same with like a uh, uh, a computer. Oh I yeah, should, this is the Apple analogy. This is the this so this is totally the Apple analogy. If you're wondering where I'm going with this, Brock or <laughs> listeners. So the genius of Apple's Mac hardware and then iOS start to finish, hard and software, is uh, you can't really fix it yourself, but um, it probably won't break on you. Unless you like drop it really far or something. Right. Right? And who hasn't done that? We've all... Yeah, you haven't dropped yours. No. Uh, I'm, I cling. I grip. I did drop my iPod Touch first generation on my bike tour in 2010. That's fine. Screen crack. And you kept it for a while with that crack. Yeah, good. yeah. Because it still works. So, thing is, uh, what's keeping people from um, using a computer? For a lot of people, it's, I don't know how to use the interface. I just want to be able to, like, know how to know that I have a new email. I want to be able to reply to that email. Right. I want to be able to check the news. And if I get a text message, I want to be able to easily go to that. 
a lot of people were intimidated by um, computers because they didn't see, they didn't understand all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. So Apple just dumbed down the operating system, simplified it, made it really one thing at a time, got rid of multitasking, essentially. Right. And it's a great mom computer. Mm-hmm. Like, As it, opposed to one with a prompt that says C. Yeah, or having a, or having the terminal and being able to have a terminal command or whatever, like you have in OS X. Right. Uh, Which or, is or, cool, or but else. also confusing. Yeah, but also needlessly confusing. Oh, all you have to do is open up terminal and type in these things. It's like, fuck that. I the best thing that ever like... happened for computers was a mouse. Yeah, exactly. a graphic user interface. So, yeah. yeah. So for bikes. But it also complicated things because, in some ways. So for bikes... I don't. I don't want to have to get my hands dirty fixing it. Right. I don't want to have to um, have gears that go out of true. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and then wear down, and I have to be able to like calibrate this and that. Like Hetty has got this great discipline, and other people do too. You have an occasional discipline of bring your bike out, read, calibrating everything. I don't really have that discipline. I've seen though. your wife do it more than you. Have. Adele does that like incessantly, and, and she's really good at it. I... And it's great. I wait until things break, and then I have a mechanic fix them, basically. Yeah, and that's fine, and I think that's where most people would like to be at. But I don't even like getting my hands all that greasy. It's just not something I enjoy, although I enjoy the smell of the simple grain afterwards. Mm. So I think, What about the smell of uh, triflo? Because it smells like bananas. I don't know what that's... I know what bananas smell like, <laughs> artificially, and in, in reality. But... It smells like Laffy Taffy banana. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know triflo. So I think a good bicycle for people... So the, what what at, what bicycling needs is not Linux. A lot no a lot of the people that we've talked yeah, to on the podcast yeah. and a lot of where I think the culture of the podcast has been has been a very Linux. Not Windows, but especially Linux. Getting in and doing that kind it of free, the kind of free geek attitude of it, and get the very particular hardware that's just right for your software. Uh huh. And that's fine, but it can't be what drives the future of bicycle culture. There's going to always be people who like to tinker with their cars, their bikes, and their computers. The majority of us are going to just fucking take it to a mechanic. Right. I think Apple has tried to create things where you don't really need a mechanic. And I think bicycle culture is... Oh, thank, thank you so you, much. Is, ...is at a point where we... There needs to be a bicycle that's semi-affordable, so perhaps not like Apple, but which uh, we can we can maintain oh. so uh, internal shift internal hub belt drive folding uh, and electric I think you need all those things in an affordable thing kind of like the thing that uh, OHSU I did, was I, piloting I, I did see a company here in Portland making something with all those boxes checked but what else would make for that and is there a way to make that affordable because those are all really fairly cutting edge things I would add probably disc brakes to that cutting edge and expensive yeah so you would need someone to like make that bring the price point down quite a bit on all those all those things. I mean, maybe local manufacturing would make it cheaper. Because what do you think holds people back from having a bicycle for that? You know, like seventy five percent of all trips mm-hmm. are within like a couple miles uh, and aren't commute based. Like, there's a ton of trips right. that aren't commute, and we've created a bicycle culture that's very Linuxy and that's for commuting. And I need to be able to get there five days a week for almost everything. Oh, and so that means you need to be able to carry cargo, sure. groceries. Right, right. So, am I am I wrong that like 
people don't want to get their hands greasy, they don't want to have to maintain their bike much. I think generally, yeah. I mean, aside from the people who really get into that sort of thing, most people, it's why, it's why you keep your car. It's because, like, you don't want to deal with that shit. So... Yeah, my bike is in horrible disrepair because I really don't like maintaining it. Sure. Which is a problem for me. Yeah, it's like like and, and no sometimes, too, just like how it works. Good chili cheese fries. They, they did these right. I'm curious how bike sharing will work out for some of that because Portland just got the bike share system approved. Yeah. And that takes out the some of the stuff where, like, they take care of the bicycle maintenance. It's right. there. Right. I don't know about the cargo carrying. I mean... If you have your own bags, to an extent, I suppose you could probably carry some stuff on that bike. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's also not your own bike. Like, that's somebody else's. Mm -hmm. That's only good for, like, your lunch run or something. Uh, And and also if you're within the bounds of the system. So you're thinking of, like, something that's... Something people can buy and own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think think, uh, you should be able to buy a bicycle for Mm $1,000. $800. That will last you with almost no maintenance... Unless you're completely fucking the bike up. That's uh, been known to happen. For several years. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be able to easily get it repaired. Right. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, a bike bar, a bicycle store that has a genius bar. Like, I'm very sold. <laughs> no, Apple has yeah. succeeded for a reason. Except for because the name they genius. Know, no, yeah, exactly. I do not like that. Uh, it's kind of like going to the douche bar. <laughs> Techno douche. I think as it, as oil prices as they increase, there will emerge a demographic that's like the iPad demographic, often being dragged, kicking, and screaming into computing. <laughs> the future, yeah. Um, but they're uh, it's it's accessible now, and I really I, I'm not trying to be too cynical about um, simple simplified operating systems they have their place sure but uh, there's no doubt about it financially that they've clearly made a ton of money on those people yeah and bikes are going to be poised in the next decade for the same thing mm-hmm. and there's probably Steve Jobs out there ready to make the right bicycle for that yeah but bicycles need... are like a computer for your body <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the title of this episode <laughs> Because Steve Jobs said a computer is like a bicycle for your brain. Yeah, for those who don't know. The only disappointment I have with these uh, chili cheese fries is that they are uh, waffle cut. That's true. Is that the term for these? Uh, Sure, they're crinkle cut at least. Crinkle cut, yeah. I was hoping for an overly crispy fry of traditional Q. Right. That's a fair pile of uh, sin for six bucks. (laughs) It's a lot of cheese. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah man uh, I think direct drive is one of the things we talked about when we had this conversation on Sunday about right. the idea that the chain like the chain doesn't exist like, right. and for certain bikes that's available now but it's not very commonplace belt drive is a step towards that because the belt doesn't need to be greased but the full direction of it would be a direct drive right which means you never have to touch the moving parts which is why it's only in concept car or concept bikes it's like, but but that should be mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it, it it's a deviation from the safety bike frame, right? Sure. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't do it within a safety bike frame. Yeah, with the standard bicycle as it's been done for the past like seventy years or whatever. Yeah, and the trick with that too is that you've got like the retrograde element, like 
and I think I kind of fall into that where I like I like stuff to be like old school because more people know how to work on it. Right. And I was worried about that this last summer on a trip. Like, right. if I roll into say West Yellowstone with this new bottom bracket and something's going wrong with it, like the guy may not know how to fix it, may have to order the parts. Uh, you know, it's not the sort of thing that can be fixed easily. So I was kind of right. worried about that. Right. But if you have a direct drive system, that works out a lot of those problems because, like, it you know, it, it's mechanically simple. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't require a new part per se. Yeah. And uh, having to replace your uh, drive shaft or whatever, that would be far less frequent. Yeah. Because it's a giant bar. And it's encased. Yeah. Yeah. Water is not getting in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would love to see that kind of bicycle be developed commercially. But it yeah. would require a very big co- existing company directing the, most of their money towards that. Right. I also imagine the, that a direct drive might be slightly weightier. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, man. I think... I think there's definitely a market for that. And to make things more accessible, because that's always kind of the thing, is like bicycling culture, to one extent or another, always has kind of a gatekeeper. And like, there's the sneering that happens at people who roll up on a, like a, you know, a Walmart bike with right. like knobby tires in the city. And that's not, not saying that's like a good idea or that that's how it should be, but, but yeah, like perception does plot a lot of things. And, It'd be nice if there was a product that kind of bridged that gap. Right. So you didn't have to feel like, you know, didn't have to feel dumb for not knowing how to work on your bike. Right. Yep, a bike that works for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you'd market it, but... In my country, a bike works on you. I mean, that's only one part of the entire situation. In the language of Malcolm Gladwell, we're the bicycle mavens. People ask us what kind of bicycle they should get. Like, Jeff. Jeff has asked me... Tell me what bicycle to get uh, when I have the finances for that, and I'll just take your word on it. Right. We give all these follow-up questions like, well, do you want to go this way or that way, or what, can you, what are you going to use it for? Are you going to carry cargo? They just need one quick option. Right, especially for someone who's coming like from a car perspective, right. used to driving a car, having your own personal motor vehicle, and doesn't really want to think a lot about like a lot of the, you know, like touring or what, like... Most people just getting into bicycling aren't even thinking, aren't even dreaming about getting into long-distance well, touring. Well, and touring is a completely different set of needs. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. Nobody... Oh, by the way, there's a long-haul trucker uh, on 87, two houses away from Henderson. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah. I think I, I may have said something. I was like, nice bike, as I was walking back to work one day. Anyway, most people don't need that. And it's funny, because, like, my default recommendation to someone is like oh you should get a, like a long haul trucker or something like that because like it'll a be good steel motherfucker later do down the anything. road because you'll want to go touring someday but not right. everybody does no yeah so yeah I, I am guilty of overlaying my own passions on someone else's transportation right. decisions no yeah. and that's exactly what's wrong with <laughs> yeah like you gotta get out of a fanboy mentality right and just be accessible yeah Power user. No, there, there can't be a bike with pro tips or power users. Pro tips are fun, though. Especially <laughs> as a hashtag. Pro tip. <laughs> if you like the Sprocket Podcasts, check out our Indiegogo site. That's it. 
I suppose now might be a good time to say thanks to everybody for pushing us over the top on the Indiegogo fundraising campaign. We raised over $500 for this next year's season, which will cover a lot of things, and we're happy about that. So thank you, everybody. It was actually Steve in Wyoming that pushed us over the edge up to like $150 or something like that. He was just like, couldn't contain his excitement to see if we would actually make our goal or not. So thanks, Steve. You're doing the Lord's work. That's right. And also, one other fellow whose name I can't remember right now. Insert here. Yeah. And he... Uh, Brad. <laughs> he's going to get a song written about him, too, so... All this stuff. No, I don't have to eat a tomato. This is great. That's right, yeah. You, okay. got the, you got the last lump of chili and cheese and potato fry, man. And the paper beneath it. <laughs> I think a skepticism I developed over the course of these hundred episodes... No. <laughs> Is towards an overly the extremities of bicycle culture that may alienate. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why clever cycles and that kind of disposition, and I think a lot of what Jonathan gets into on his blog, right, is just trying to make sure and, and, and the good people put on the foot. And okay, I have to exhort, I have to bless everybody, everyone. Yeah. No, but the, but there's there's uh, uh, been a minority report within our guests. That have been extremely mindful. I mean, even the Battle of Cowboy, mm-hmm. trying to say, like, look, even this extreme thing, like bicycling across a continent, you can do with a family. Right. And I am never going to be an evangelist for bicycle touring, but I will be an evangelist for uh, anybody can uh, become a, uh, if not a low car lifestyle, then a high bicycle lifestyle. Most everything you need to do, unless you're in Phoenix. <laughs> Or, or like Atlanta, That's you, 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 you really can do. No, you really can. Do, and it's just walk spread yeah. all over. Yeah, you can do with a bike, right? And right. making sure that mom and that, that moms or stay-at-home dads can do that mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's a true harbinger of the harbinger of the future. Yeah, and it makes something culturally legitimate, right? And that's why I'll never put too much money on. Uh, the more esoteric fun things which are really great and I I've loved the bicycle touring I've done I've loved the bicycle culture I've experienced but if it's gonna only be fun for 20 somethings without kids I won't put any more money or time into it the priority in your mind is towards things that make simpler mobility accessible if I can use to a, more people yeah if I, if I can use a phrase from those assholes in the GOP broaden the base <laughs> and bicycle culture's base is broadening a lot in Portland but we need to remember we're in the, the Portland bubble right and what we need to do is keep broadening the base of uh, bicycle legitimacy so what happens in like Boise and Washtucna, Washington. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to make it to the Eagle Eye? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting to feel that lull. Uh, I, of like... Of like, oh, I've been out like chasing transportation options all day. <laughs> no, we only have to catch one more bus. That's right. And then we're there. And that's not too far from here either. No. <laughs> We're set. Thank you so much. Uh, that is one of the oldest commercial buildings on the east side, and maybe the oldest. Wow. The Portland building. What was it? Do you know? Nope. No bloody idea.
There goes the streetcar again. We really have, man. We've like doubled back on our route so many times. Not maybe back, but just like crossed it. Hey, because we things uh, are turning up sprocket. Because <laughs> that was how we got on the freeway, right over there. We'll turn on in either direction. You want a hubcap? No. Fit. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the Drinking Chronicles. <laughs> Brock and Brandon. Do you know how many good like sound bites I'm gonna pull out and save for later? This is for uh, yes, I've <laughs> there have been several little like asides where I was like, that'll be a good like burp 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 burp. Hey, we just passed by the Charlie Hales uh, oh. office. He does love the streetcar. Yes. Hashtag bicyclists. I wasn't expecting to be a dude. This transit stop has its own four-square check-in. It does? Yes. Like, several years ago, I was waiting here and was like, I'll just see what's happening. Hawthorne and 6th? Yeah. You want to take bets on how long till the 14 comes? 12 minutes. Okay, 12 minutes. I'm going to say 8. All right. Oh. 14 is doing three minutes. Hey, we both lose then. But I win because I get a four sport check. <laughs> Try it. Line 14. Get on the boost. Get on the boost. <laughs> if I had a cell phone, that'd be my ringtone. <laughs> Me rapping. Get on the boost. Get on the boost. 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 Boss in two syllables. Boost. Paper transfer. Do me good. Hey. The ink is less worn. I, I feel like it's brighter. These are dark blue transfers. Yeah, almost canary. Or canary. Car uh, <laughs> canary blue. Line yeah. 14, Hawthorne, 2 nice. Oscar, and 94. I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but they changed the routing for the line 8, so it no longer goes to my workplace. You used to be able to take the 8? Yeah. I take the 72 to the 8. And oh, yeah. Your, that was your story at the uh, Portland the Foots. It was. Oregon History Podcast. Kick-Ass Oregon History Podcast. And TriMet Tires. TriMet Tires. Um, yeah. So now the line 6 goes up MLK and Grand and diverts to Vancouver Way. So if I did take the bus all the way into work, it would be an extra five minutes walk or something like that. Is that was that part of uh, the recent budget budgetary adjustments? I guess, yeah. I don't know where the eight ends now. I don't think it goes that far north anymore, though. They just leave it parked <laughs> on Terwilliger. Abandoned bus, all you who drive here. Yeah, <laughs> the bus that only has one stop. Yeah. Just go off into the ether. You heard it here first on the Sprocket Podcast. That's right. Now, I was thinking we're at a point now, kind of like we were on the, uh, the Century Ride last summer. Yeah. We just kind of run out of things to talk about. Uh. A similar level of weariness. Now, it matters to me that we arrive at the uh, Eagle Eye. 
you're a big fan of the Eagle Eye Tavern <clears throat> on 92nd and Foster. Yeah. They, uh, they're trying to do good. Creating an enjoyable uh, uh, environment to throw back a, a beer and play and some And they're pool. succeeding. Yeah, they are. And once they have windows, <laughs> yeah. by windows I mean pieces of glass <laughs> that you can look through. Right. Uh, Next Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Be the great unveiling of the glass. Yes. It'll be even better. But for now, it's like playing pool in a plywood palace, which is fine. The plywood palace. That's fantastic. Have you ever gone into the Goodwill over here? No, Candace has gone in and been deeply offended at the prices. <laughs> it's like the one downtown. Like they, they call the best donations. And charge and you through the nose for them. Ludicrous prices for stuff that you probably don't even want. But you buy it to get laid. I guess. That's my understanding anyway. Sure. It probably helps. It can definitely hurt. <laughs> oh, we passed my uh, work commute again. Well, I'm sorry we missed your timely commentary. It's okay. I drove my bus by here once. I think up my own ass on transport. Huh? Up my own ass on transport would gladly describe what we're up to right now. Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Transfer to line 75. This is part of my commute for many years. I kind of miss having a commute that cut me through all this part of town mm-hmm. at like 5.30 in the morning. I left at like 5.25 to get... Or... Yeah. What was it? Yeah, yeah, at a 6 a.m. shift. Yeah, that's that's early times. The city is different at that time of day. Yeah, and when you're biking down Hawthorne, and the only thing that passes you are squad cars and <laughs> uh, truck, trash trucks. And you own the place. And you're on your bicycle. Yeah. It's kind of pleasant. Yeah, I took Foster up 50th to That's Hawthorne. right, you rode on Foster. Because at 5.30 in the morning, nobody's there. Two lanes, one for a bike. If we did a... We did a show from a bus all the time. We could have a segment called Have You Ever Been to <laughs> Insert Place We're Passing Now. <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, oh, dude! <laughs> dude, I've been there. Southeast Division. Transfer to Line 4. Spin off podcast. Two dudes ride a bus from Lens. <laughs> Two dudes on a bus. And I rather be on a bus. Behind this Taco Bell is where I stopped after the World Naked Bike Ride to actually put my clothes on. That's disgusting. I rode the tall bike completely unclothed. I forgot that you were on the tall bike. (laughs) Yep. That's a completely different view of everything happening there. Yes, it is. Oh. From the end point of the ride all the way out to, like, 52nd and Division. (laughs) Up Howell. And that was where the lady, like, in the car... There was a Prius next to me, and like she rolled down the window from the passenger seat and said, Is the ride over? Are you just doing this for fun now? I, you're pretty <laughs> said, far out here. Yes. But I think like 50th is probably the line of demarcation where like the reason I stopped was because I was like, No one no, actually knows what's seconds. happening anymore. Trans- if I proceed eastward from here, you're just a naked guy. No one will understand. <laughs> eight feet in the air. That's right. Seven feet in the air. 
Southeast 63rd. Transfer to line 17. I thought the spin on the bear increase was pretty well done by TriMet. They call them go-anywhere fares. Yeah. As opposed to, now it costs a lot to go somewhere on the bus. Which it does. Have you ever seen the Twitter feed from TriMet Cares? No. It's a satirical Twitter stream where they say things in a snarky voice. Like, thanks, Steve Jobs. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That was like six years ago. There was okay. a guy who blogged his fake Steve Jobs. Nice. Being an asshole. <laughs> the one I'm thinking of was TriMet uh, Cares saying something like, Come on, Portland. It's not like you pay as much as New York City for transit. <laughs> I think the joke being that we kind of do now. Yes, we do. The icon for that is the TriMet symbol with an ice cream cone on top as though you've dropped your ice cream cone. Oh, bummer. So this U-Haul, Brock, has a sign on it that says historic marker, historic retail marker. Oh, right. Uh, have you seen this before? It's on the other side, right there. Retail birthplace U-Haul historic marker. Wow, so that's the first U-Haul dealership I don't ever? know. It could be the first one in Portland, in the Northwest. Right, right. Because I heard that they started in Ridgefield. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but... Yeah, I'm amazed they, that you would know that. They started here. It could be. Like, we live within stumbling distance of the birthplace of U-Haul. It's kind of... All right. And Woody Guthrie's apartment. Not that meaningful. Yep. Jeremy is tired of me telling him that that's... Every time we pass by there, I'm like, by the way, Jeremy, that Woody Guthrie lived there. He's like, that's the third time you've told me that. I know. In a month. I hate you. Okay, Jeremy, I'm sorry. Also, who's Woody Guthrie? He was a folk musician. Yeah. He, of lore. He was a, a gift. Hey, man, we're at the new Copper Penny. Thank you. Welcome to the Eagle Eye. Yeah, exactly. Is it the same bartender? I don't How know. Funny would that be? Hi, two hams. Deal. Can Fantastic. IDs? Of course. I know. It's lame. Well, you got to be sure. I got to be sure. I just got to be thorough. Yeah. Golden. Yeah. These gonna, you guys want to keep it open? Sure. All right. Thank you. All right. So summing up, this is the end of the line. This is the end of the line. Last stop on Sprocket Podcast, episode one hundred. I had a great time in the car to go. It was a lot of fun. Yep. We uh, rode the tram. Rode the tram. We rode the bus. We rode the streetcar. Rode the... Yeah. Had a bunch of drinks. Yeah, like a few. There we go. Well, summing up... We discoursed up, about many things. Yes, we did. We... Solved the world. Commented problems. on many... No, created more of them. <laughs> uh, commented on many local businesses... And bus stops and rainbows. Yeah. Any uh, any final words to uh, summarize your entire time as co-host of the Sprocket Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Putting the heat on. Uh, <laughs> hey, what matters most in all these things? Uh, simplifying the good life and enjoying the best life I saw for a long ways that it stays a conversation. Right. And that you, uh, like, it's, it's good that... 
uh, each of us thinking about this at some level on our on our own. But what I think uh, hones it all is that it's a shared discourse of storytelling and discernment and exchange. And that's what I've most appreciated is people who are coming up with new ways to help make others able to uh, affordably live this simple life and uh, just share their own insights about like what limits they have on pushing back on certain things and uh, embracing other practices uh, in their life, whether it's uh, camping by bicycle or uh, uh, helping up with uh, helping moms get on bikes. You know, it's like there's just there's a lot of great things happening out there. And keeping the conversation live and open uh, is what makes this podcast uh, a blast and memorable. I think it is what makes every guest that we've had on so meaningful is uh, is they aren't coming out of the blue they can always tell you stories about people that they've shared the journey with so uh, whatever you're working on uh, share the journey and it'll always be more fun and I think uh, more fruitful well put Mr. Rhodes fucking A well put <laughs> and as the person who inspired me to start recording you and I sitting down and Telling stories and getting insanely wasted on well, ridiculous just beverages. once, just once, just the one time. Thank you for the impetus. Thanks for the push to actually do something. Thanks for doing all the hard work. <laughs> hey, man, digital heavy lifting is almost like not lifting at all. It's like lifting your fingers <laughs> up and down That's tens right. of thousands of times. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you very much for all that you've put into it. Yes. And all that I've drank out of it. Yes. And learned from it. It's been a good lesson in learning how to listen well. I've caught myself a few times nervously rambling. And it's been a good process of learning how to do less of that in the rest of my life. And keep the ball in somebody else's court. So. I guess that's, that's good management. It means you have to come up with fewer ideas of your own, right? <laughs> it helps keep me less impressed with myself. Oh, sure. Or at least putting on the airs of, of non-self-impressment. I think I think I've probably picked up on a bunch of that too. Just being able to like not care how I sound, not come up with fancy words, just kind of open my skull and then let other people open theirs. That's disgusting, bro. Sorry. No, between this and listen. <laughs> no, between this and just in growing in friendship with uh, Paul Sparks up in Tacoma, his big life lesson is uh, listening. He is a great listener. He is. He asks astonishing follow-up questions. He's a man of much reading, and yet he's able to restrain his own opinions in pursuit of what yours and your stories are. And I think. Uh, that makes me feel honored, and it makes me want to pay that forward. So I've tried to start doing that on the Sprocket, and I think hopefully it's made for better uh, podcasting. I know it's made me a better person. I hope it has. Uh, I know it has. Ah, oh, thanks. So listen on. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work, everybody. <laughs> From the Eagle Eye Tavern in Lentz, it's Brock Dittis and Brandon Rhodes signing off on episode 100 of the Sprocket Podcast at thesprocketpodcast.com. Email us at thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Our intro-outro music was brought to you by Don McLean from his 1971 <laughs> album, American Pot. 
That is correct. <laughs> and that is all. And that's the last thing I'm going to say on the show. Oh, my God. 